Guess who's back, 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 back again, again, You and again. your goddamn singing to start shows. This like, is rapping, have, Michael? You have three this tricks. Is, this is use rapping. Them every goddamn time. Well, how can I use three tricks every time? I know. Is See that? Shame to yourself? Is, is one of your tricks being stupid? Yeah, Joe, I'm not very bright. Thanks for telling that to everyone. Oh, I guess I'm not very creative then, Michael. You're the smartest man I know. You're the sexiest man I know. Uh, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Off the Post. This is the New York Rangers podcast where we, being me and Merkel Murphy, answer Merk. you being whatever your name is. If you ask questions. If you didn't ask questions, your name doesn't get put in this. Um, your questions about the New York Rangers. Thank you all. Using the hashtag. Thank you so bantering much. points. Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. We go live with Off the Post. I am your host, Joe Fortunato. Is this more creative, Michael? I don't know, buddy. You're just trying your damnedest out there, and you know what? I'm proud of you. God damn it, I love you so much. Sorry I snapped at you. Don't don't be sorry for that. I'm over here drinking a LaCroix. Ooh, that's good for you. Hey, uh, I gave up soda, like sugary drinks for Lent, and I have been throwing down LaCroix passion fruit. I mean, like... Yeah, I don't drink any soda. The only uh, liquids I consume, other than the tears of my enemies and uh, the tears of your love, is water and beer. Um, no sugar. I, I, I have a hard I, rule. Don't consume sugar through through liquid because I am not a honeybee, and I live by that rule. I've never been a honeybee. I'm not have like you that. always lived by the rule of no sugar through the straw? No, no, no. I used to be I used to be addicted to, to I soda. Fucking, I used I, to drink I, like four Pepsis a day as a oh, kid. Oh, okay. That's more than yeah, me. Man. But I love soda. I mean, really, like, it was very, very difficult to give up during Lent. Um, and now, like, I'm, I'm, I'm finding myself not even really craving soda. It's kind of, it's almost, honest to God, and I don't mean to make this dramatic, it is almost like quitting cigarettes, whereas once you get past, like, the point of no return, I think they say, what, it's nah, three man. weeks Sugar for a is cigarette? a real bitch. Yeah, so. So uh, is caffeine, but caffeine is actually generally considered a, a healthy drug for you. Yes. I have one cup of coffee a day. I do not permit myself any more than one cup of coffee. So this way I don't get addicted to that. There's a lot going on, Michael. There's you a lot going on. You know what I thought on. of just then is talking about how I'm not a honeybee? I thought of, you remember the, the Blind Melon song, No Rain, with that little girl? She's a little honeybee? Hmm. Dancing around? Or is that... You don't know. Not even a clue. I was All trying right, to be well, polite. I will tell you this, though. One time in the Poconos. In the Poconos. Lake Wall and Paul Pack. For those of you who have ever been, Lake Wall and Paul Pack is like a 20-mile lake. lake. It's enormous. Wall-Pack. And there's little uh, islands on the lake that you can take a boat out to. And the, when I say little, I mean like the size of a house, little. They're very little islands and that island have that you like was occupied throw. by Garmsnatch, a troll that gave you three wishes, but you had to give him the soul of your little sister. Go on with your story. Correct. I had three younger sisters. Now I have two. Um, and a husk, and, husk uh, of a little girl. A husk, a husk, <laughs> yes, a husk of a little girl. Uh, pet cemetery uh, style. Yeah. So I, uh, you know, we, we me and my cousins, we, we made landfall on this boat. My parents were setting up. They used to put, like, grills on the island. So, like, it was all set up. We were walking through. This was one of the bigger islands. And we were walking through, like, a little wooded area. And, Mike, I'm, I swear to God, mm-hmm. this is 100% serious, Okay. We found a hornet's nest. I was like a nine-year-old boy that was like twice as big as I was. It 
honest to God, was about five oh, feet tall just from, like, the ground up and, like, the width of two nine-year-old children. It was enormous. And I almost walked into it because it – you know how hornet's nests are, like, that weird gray color? Yeah, they're and like it, paper. It, yeah, it, like, it – I didn't even notice it. My cousin stopped me, and these hornets were, like, the size of this LaCroix can. So that's oh, what yeah. I think of when I think of honeybees. Well, honeybees are – we need those fuckers. We don't need hornets. Fuck them. No. Fuck hornets. Honeybees. Without honeybees, you don't get no sweet, sweet LaCroix. Yeah. You don't get no sweet fruits. Not passion fruit, for sure. The fruit of Definitely lust. Definitely not passion fruit. That's, that's when honeybees get filthy. Fruit of lust and passion. And just drizzle honey all just over the queen. Really, just put the honey right down her back. Next just thing you know. It, just let it glisten. Mike and I have the honey. Mm. Isn't it weird that the mo- in the movie Bee Movie, uh, Jerry Seinfeld's bee is essentially just macking on a human woman? Listen, it is alarming, sure. I'm just saying. Um, wow, we are starting... I hope, your, I hope your family left out a, a, a fine trout for Garm Snatch, the, the island troll. Because well, we had already not. given my youngest sister's soul, so... Oh, yeah. You know, that's not... Oh, yeah, how is Lizzie doing? She's still just a husk of her former... Uh, yeah, I don't see her much, actually. She doesn't see much of anything with no, this glass over eyes of hers. She's she's with the troll army now. A thousand yards so. there, and she just keeps drawing uh, with her with her colored pencils. She just keeps drawing the day where uh, you made that dark bargain with Garm Snatch. <laughs> Garm Snatch. Uh, we are starting off with a bang. Mateus Petrusk Petrunsky. Not doing good with the name pronunciation. No, but a bang nonetheless. What up, gangsters? How many bees oh. till the season starts? I have no idea. Also, how many goals and assists during Capo's first season? Gracias. There was like nine different things there. Um, all right. I'm good, and I am a gangsta, a podcast gangsta, yo. Uh, I have no idea how many season, how many days till the season starts. Sometime in October, so we're talking a long time away. Uh, how many goals and assists? Here's what I will say about that. Reasonable expectations for Kako's first year in the NHL. 18 goals, 20 assists. I would say 2020 is is about as high as you should go for a reasonable expectation. and 20 assists. And if he doesn't hit it, it's fine. But but if he exceeds it, that means... We're just doing the you buy a You buy a, a Capo jersey and you, you sell your sister's soul. Sean! Exclamation point. S-H-O-N. Is that, that's not Sean, is it? Yeah, that's how it's. That's not how it's, I've seen Sean spelled different ways. S H A W N. I've seen S E A N. My brother is S E A N. I've also right. seen S H A W N. That's I just said both of those. You bitch. I've seen um, S H A U N. You seen that one? That one's fun. I've seen P E N I S. Um, what is your best realistic <laughs> off-season plan? And if things go according to that plan, what would the ceiling be next season? So I think for the Rangers, the biggest part of that has the happened already, and it's Kako. Um, realistically, you get Kako, you bring over Krofstoff and Shostyorkin, um, you get Panarin in free agency, yeah. you get Adam Fox through a reasonable trade, say no higher than a, a late second-round pick, and I even think that's too expensive. And, you know, you dangle Kreider and see what you can't bring back for him. Maybe go after a guy like Truba. I don't know. That's that's the most realistic. And if they do that, the Rangers will be a playoff team next year. Nah, I, I feel like that's kind of the consensus. Everything goes swimmingly well plan. So I don't even want to 
make amendments to your, you know, to, to what you laid out there. Cause that's kind of what, like, I'm more nervous about them being like, ah, shit, we missed Panarin. Let's sign Carlson. Um, and then getting locked up to Carlson with his injury history and everything, even though he's still a hell of a player. But yeah, what, what's the best result with that team? Oh boy, it depends a lot on the other parts of the things that Joe didn't mention. Largely, the fate of Mark Stahl. Uh, what the hell did the Rangers decide to do with that defense? Because even if you get Panarin, you get Kako, and all the fun things are nice and good, and all is swell in the world, Kravstov comes over and he's ready for the NHL. Like, I, I don't think it's a stretch to say this team could finish... You know, even if a lot of things fall in the right place, this team could very easily miss the, you know, miss the playoffs, and we could still be like, you know what, this was a great season, because if we get to see enough things going right, and a lot of that has to do with some of the young guys who are in the lineup now, especially Philip Hedl, um, and especially Brett Howden showing a more developed two-way game. Like, if those things also fall into place, sure, they could make some noise and charge for a wild card spot. But if they don't make the playoffs next year, I don't want to hear too much bellyaching, Joe. Don't fucking bellyache, you bastards. I don't want to hear any blathering and bitching and moaning. We don't want your your face bones. No, because honestly, that's a it's a good question. What 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 does a, a good successful question. season look like for this team, knowing they just got the second overall pick? Uh, like hell, if you need any more incentive to just play the babies, play your kids. Let them develop. I say let them develop, let them make mistakes. And that means don't worry too much about the playoff picture. But if they get in the hunt, don't buy at the goddamn deadline. Whatever you do, don't right. don't fucking trade picks and prospects. Let your kids get you there if they can get you there. And if they can't, say this was a learning and growing experience. You did good, babies. You did real good. You did good, babe. Just, just take a step. It's going to be okay, baby. Did good, baby. It's going to be okay. Um, Jason Silberman. Signing both Panarin and trading plus extending Truba is a big long-term dollar commitment. With the defense still a mess and becoming a true contender still two-plus years away, don't we want to have cap flexibility to add those pieces then? Can we get both and still keep Kreider? You probably can't get Truba without Kreider. Um, Can you – I mean, here's the thing, though. And I think this is an important thing to remember. If the, the Rangers are already bringing over one of Hughes and Kako and Kravstoff next year, for sure. Yep. If they don't get Fox this year, they will get Fox next year. They have decisions to make on defense, and the defense is still a mess. But if you do trade Crowder for Truba mm-hmm. in, in some type of a deal, you do get Adam Fox. All of a sudden, you have Shattenkirk, Truba, Shea, D'Angelo and Adam Fox as five of your six defensemen. That is not a bad core to build around. And even though you don't have Lundqvist there yet or Miller there yet, the offense would be downright deadly. And you are moving towards not just being a playoff team in two years, but being a, a contending team in two years with that type of a core. On I mean, really, the only question then becomes goaltending. But as we've seen, you don't need... You don't need perfect goaltending to win a Stanley Cup by any stretch of the imagination. But you so, also can't have zero goaltending. Right, you can't have zero San goaltending. San Jose Sharks have that, and things are going... But it doesn't look like Georgiev is zero goaltending. It doesn't look... You know what I mean? And who knows? Let's no, be completely no, no, yeah. honest. But, I mean, fucking Martin Jones finished with like an 890. 
Yeah. So that's my answer to that. Yeah, that's... Oh, man. Yeah. The, the, the defense is really the big deal. Like, what whatever the hell happens with Stahl and Brennan Smith. Because both of those guys are signed for the next two seasons. It's very unrealistic to assume you buy both out. I think what the reality is maybe you can find a team that is halfway interested in Smith, maybe retain salary. You turn it into like an effective buyout. Um, or maybe you take on a different problem. Like you take on a problem contract of a Ford and just hope there's a, a change of scenery trade, something like that. None of this sounds appealing and appetizing, but uh, this is the bed the Rangers made for themselves. And, you know, this is also the legacy. I know, you know, the Brendan Smith deal was, was under Gorton, but like the stall trade and the stall contract is just this, it's just this, like this fucking obelisk, uh, reminding us of the Glenn Sather area that just is not going to go away until you throw money at it and you take a, a let it take a bite out of your cap. Cause he's 5.7 Joe. And he's 32 years old, and he's here for two more years. So, if having him in the lineup, as long as he's in the lineup, it's going to be hard for him to not play a significant role. And that, to me, is an issue. Because it, you almost want to get this temptation out of the way for Quinn, if, if you're Gorton, in my opinion. But I don't know if Gorton sees things that way, or if he sees a lot of value in having Mark Saul around especially because he's kind of the de facto captain right now. And a lot of what this team can do is held up by that. I know there's all this excitement about like, yeah, Truba, Fox, yeah, yeah, add bodies, add bodies. The problem is the Rangers have too many bodies here right now. That was the case all season. They just had too many bodies. They went out of their way to add another body with McQuaid. And that really complicated things. And thank fuck that D'Angelo found a way to emerge and be the player that he proved to be. But also, like, Libor Hayek might be ready for the NHL next season. Like, there's a lot of moving sure, pieces I completely here. forgot about Hayek. There's just, there's just so many moving pieces here, man. And also, Clayson should be here. You and I both think that he won't be. But, like, you know, there's there's a lot of... There's a, there's a, a tough egg to crack there before we get to, you know, what do we want to do in terms of Truba and Fox? I think you do pursue both those things, but I think you pursue them knowing... You're going to create problems that you will need to solve before the season begins, and I want to, you want to make sure you have all your ducks in a row before you start pushing them down the well. Do you push ducks down a well? Well, they're not going to die. They're aquatic birds, Joe. Yeah, but they, there's no food down there for uh, that's. I know. Just... You, I heard you get your ducks in a row, and I thought, where would you lead ducks to? And I said, you know what? Maybe get them out of the way for a minute, put them down a well. Uh yeah, that's not a good place to put ducks. Um, name me three better places: a pond, grasslands. No, they need to be wet. Dummy, and a, and a pool. You think chlorine's good for ducks? I think well, you're. I didn't say it wasn't a natural pool. Well, you're just coming up with synonyms Phil, for ponds at this. Not point. our fill. No, not our fill. What do you think the return for Ryan Strom would be? Surely he can't score at last season's pace again. We should move him now while his stock is high. Uh, you're fucking right, sir. He cannot score at last year's pace. The problem is, it's a little tricky to trade a guy who everyone knows shot at 22% uh, with his new team and has been traded, what is it now, 
this would be two times in since 2016-17 or since 2017, right? Because the Eberly trade was 2017 offseason. So. Yeah, but like general managers are still dumb. I think there's a ton of people, especially teams that are kind of close to playoff teams or who are playoff teams who maybe went out early, like a team like Winnipeg saying, you know what, there might be value in having God. a guy like... Can you imagine how much easier it would be to trade him if he had like a 51% on the dot instead of 47% for those general managers? Yeah. Just like, you like center depth? This guy scored 18 goals in 63 games and he won some draws. Unfortunately for the Rangers, he was 47.2. Right, and and here's what it comes down to. There are going to be a lot of teams out there who are, especially when you lose – a game, you know, you lose a series the way that the Winnipeg Jets did, who want and need something to make fans think, listen, you know, we're, um, we're, we're moving in the right direction. We were just missing another score. It's very easy in that instance to sell a, a guy like, like Strom if people are buying. But it, you, you got to find the right deal. And for the Rangers... Any deal for Strom at this point is the right deal. You just want to miss out on that contract <laughs> and sell while you're high. For a team yeah. like Winnipeg, maybe you do. You know, maybe you are thinking. And again, I'm just naming Winnipeg because they're a team that got embarrassed in the playoffs. You know, again, they have cap troubles. They need to make a few things work themselves. But maybe you do make. Maybe you do make it seem like, oh, okay, this might work for us, and this is something that we got to go for. I mean, look at how many times the Rangers panicked because they didn't get what they wanted in the playoffs. It's possible. It is possible. Like, there will be a team that's willing to take a chance there. Um, I think the reason the Rangers took the chance they took is because they knew Spooner wasn't going to work. And the Oilers were desperate. Uh, They wanted to change. They wanted someone who could maybe play with playing their top six without getting paid that way. And they definitely made the wrong call on Spooner, even though the Rangers held on to some of his salary, which made it that trade, you know, like a salary wash as we as we know and remember. But, uh, I mean, you know, I, I took a... I wrote the report card for Strom for Banter Joe, and, like, uh, looking back at his season, I was like, you know, I don't take a lot of issue with his game. I really... He just takes... He takes more penalties than he should, and he's not, you know, a great driver of possession or creator of scoring chances but that's not who he is so like why why don't we just celebrate him punching above his weight in terms of counting stats he just had a great year with the rangers he he scored two overtime goals like he he definitely got back on the map because of how he played here i just wonder maybe if he's did himself so much of a favor by the way he played that he the front office maybe fell in love with him a little bit because it seems like the locker room did, you know? So that might be something to keep in mind with this, but I am of the opinion, sell this guy high uh, and try to get whatever you can out of it, frankly. But I'm just not... It's very hard to say, like, what what would the market be for him? Yeah, you just... I mean, really, at this yeah, point, like, if you're the Rangers, you take whatever you can get for him, honestly. Like, I would take a third-round pick... Oh, and just, 100%. ...and just be like, done. Great right. deal. There yes. it is. And I, I get it that it, you are selling, you know, theoretically low, but you have to remember that math always wins. The law of averages always wins. There's going yeah, to be... You can't... It, he's it, not going to shoot 22% next year. He's not going to... And when the, that goal count comes down and that point 
you know, that primary point count comes down. You look at a guy who took 50 pims in 63 games, playing under 16 minutes a night and taking all the minors he did, and, uh, you know, you look at a guy who just doesn't doesn't seem to have, you know, a great ability for, you know, fitting into, a, you know, a team that needs to get towards more of a structured play where they're not bleeding shots and he's not necessarily the best player in his own zone. It's, yeah, there's a little thing, a couple of little red flags there, but someone should want Ryan Strom out there in the league. Just a question of Who? where he's going to fit. And also, it's also a question of who's going to want Strom knowing he just has the one year left on his deal because he'll just be a one year. Uh, but he is an RFA. At he the is, end of yeah, it. That's, yeah, that's right. Uh, so I was just going to get to. He is the RFA. So cost controlled for a year, and then you can talk with him, even though he's 25, I think, right, Joe? Yeah. yeah it's, it's been around for a minute. You get a lot there. I'll tell you that. Next question Franchise winger Capo. Oh, I'm sorry. Anthony McHale is first. Um, which of the three, fo- which of well, which three of the following five players would you preferably move this offseason? Assuming we don't get Panarin, Kreider, Strom, VC, Howden, Nemestikov. It's got to be Strom, VC, Nemestikov. Easy. Strom, VC, Vlad. There it is. Like both Strom, Strom, Vlad, and VC actually all fit a similar role to this team, which is they're that. Middle six sometimes should be in the bottom six forward, who is just kind of a band-aid that you kind of fill in where you can and you move them around the lineup. But holy hell, does this organization need to let kids fill those roles and not have guys that just kind of stick around to become those guys. And like, there is something to be said about the fact that Vlad is not that old. Um, I think that gets overlooked a lot. P is 26 now, but like, you know, he's he's not like a... I don't know. It's it's not like he can't help this team, but I feel like based on what we heard last season, Joe, with... or it should, It's strange to say last season, but it is last season, that there was some interest in Vlad, right? I feel like you can move him for to a team who wants center depth, you do it. Uh, VC, move him to a team that thinks it wants scoring depth and they, they think that he represents that, you do it. And Strom, for the reasons we talked about, you want to sell high. You definitely want to sell high there. I think you want to be very careful in any trade that involves Chris Crowder if you're the Rangers. If that's what it takes to get Truba, you do it. Um, and who's the other name? VC. No, I just said VC. It was oh. VC, Strom, Nemestikov. Oh, it was only those? Okay. Or Crider Howden, but we're not oh, going to no, yeah. either of those. Howden, you, no, I, I don't... I understand the people who have their concerns about Howden, especially with his his underlying numbers and you know what his what his play looks like away from the puck. All valid concerns. The other thing that's a very valid point here is that he's a goddamn baby. Uh, you don't you I don't think I think you can really make a strong case. I don't think enough people say this, Joe, is that he the best thing for him might not have been playing in the NHL this season. However, it, it's probably better that he played with the Rangers than learning bad habits and kind of being squandered in the AHL. But if he was in a different organization that had a, a, like a, a competent farm team, that's probably where he belonged based on what we saw, right? To be a dominant player in the AHL, a great player in the AHL, as opposed to a guy who you know, had that really hot start and then 
when the numbers slowed down, when the counting stats slowed down, the other numbers kind of stepped into the spotlight, and then it was like, oh my god, this kid is not ready. That does listen. He's he's still so young. It's not like he's just not going to be good. You have to be patient. He's twenty one. Like he's you don't just trade him because you you're like oh rookie season. He had bad possession stats. Joe, he had terrible course C four. Relative course C four was garbage, and it was. But guess what? He's got a lot of little things that make him pretty interesting. I I don't ru- I don't I'm not I'm in no rush to trade Brett Howden. I should put it that way. I would agree with that. I, I think of those three players, those are the only choices that you have. Um, franchise winger Capo Caco. Hello, both of you at the same time. Notice how one oh, name is not before the other. Diplomatic. Uh, showing you are both great. Oh. Here's a food question. Food. What is the best sauce that isn't buffalo sauce for wings? And I'm huh. assuming... This question mm. means not like blue cheese. Like it means a sauce yeah, on a it's wing. It's got to slather. It's got to be slathered on the wang. I know what my answer is. On the meat. Hundo percent. On the meat. Teriyaki. Ooh. I love teriyaki sauce. You go with teriyaki. Hundred percent. I like a dry rub. I like Ooh. a mesquite. I like a barbecued. I like a honey barbecued. But I lately I'm into a dry rub. Hmm. Dry rub, you know, mesquite barbecue. Yeah, do a little dry rub mesquite. I um, like that. Philip Ghostine. And apparently. I don't like a mess, Joe. And if I can avoid a mess when I eat, Lord knows if you eat ribs or wings, there's going to be a mess. But if you eat a dry rub wing, you can get away with minimal mess, Joe. It's like you're eating Doritos. Hmm. The Doritos wings. You know, have you ever had wings over? What's that? You've never had wings over? No. Oh, God. You don't take me out anywhere anymore. Uh, Let me see if there's even one in Jersey. Yeah, sure. Stop the show for that. That's good. Put your... Can you just give us your exact address? This way everybody could come find you if they need to. Okay. It's Uh, one, two, three. Fuck your face. So there's one... Are you anywhere near Rutgers? Yeah. Uh, There's... One in New Brunswick, New Jersey. There's a Wings Over. So, and this is not a paid ad, I promise. Wings Over is a uh, wing place. It is the best wing place on the planet. They do full split breast wings. Yeah. They have like 40 different sauces. It is without a doubt the best chicken I've well, ever I've had. I've been to the Anchor Bar in Buffalo where the Buffalo Wing was invented. Not as good as Wings Over. Have you been there? Uh, no, but I've been there in spirit. Then how could you possibly know? Because I've been to Wings you Over, my sad, simple man. Yeah, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to Wings do? Over tomorrow, okay? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to buy the biggest boneless wing they have. Then I'm going to slap you in the face with it the next time that I see you. I'm going to open my mouth and receive it, and I'll get to eat your wing. <laughs> Felipe, they have a great teriyaki sauce, by the way. Felipe Ghostine, who I've been... Or Felipe, damn it. It's you Philip Ghostine. He even told me that. Oh, I did it before, and then we got to the wings. Uh, he didn't want to be a name douche, but I've been pronouncing it Felipe. He let me do it for months. On We're end, sorry, and then Philip. He was I, finally you know like, fuck I'm this. I'm not sorry, but Joe should be sorry. I need to tell... Because I didn't make the mistake. All right, can I just say... It's P-H-I-L-I-P-P-E. Yeah. I just thought it was Felipe. It was an honest mistake. It was an honest mistake. you made it again after he told you. Well, I didn't the first time, and then you confused me, but fine. Okay. It's, Philip, it's a massive bo- he, goes, 
He goes, it's been bothering me for too long. Love your podcast. I never miss an episode. And you should bother me immediately because you are also a patron, so you're more important than everybody down. else. His question is how we became Rangers fans. He became a Rangers fan because of Lundqvist. He's from Sweden, and he was eight years old when he won the Olympic gold medal for Sweden. And now he's a diehard Rangers fan. I'm watching 30 to 40 games per season. Games start at 1 a.m. Swedish time, which we know from Alex Nunn. Um, I was born into this, Philip, and my daughter was born into this. And I think that's just the way that it goes, to be completely honest with you. My son will be born into this. It's just, uh, you know, I was watching games with my dad. Literally, apparently, I came out of the womb, and the next day I was watching a game. So... That's I was story. raised by wolves, and uh, uh, the leader of the pack, his name was Longtooth, and he told me. Uh, now, um, yeah, I was. I grew up uh, in New Jersey. My oldest brother, Sean, was a Rangers fan. He was a big, big fan of Norm McIver, if, uh, if that name rings any bells for some of our older listeners. Great American defenseman, Norm McIver. And uh, my second oldest brother, Brian, was a Devils fan. We don't love him as much. Um, and then my third oldest brother, Kevin, was closer in age to me. And it became clear to me that if I loved the Rangers, I would suffer far less beatings. And so my life would be far less miserable. Uh, and so, so Mike was beaten into fandom. Yeah. There's essential, you know, it's a rough way to put it. But I was, I would say intimidated is, is the right way to put it. But I've always loved hockey. Um, the Rangers were a natural choice as I loved, uh, I think I was eight when, or eight or nine when they won the cup in 94. And then, uh, like my interest in hockey was always kind of there. I always played hockey and I, I knew I was in trouble and that I loved the team too much when I stuck around for the really dark, really dark ages, uh, after Gretzky and Messier and, you know, the Steve, I always, I always use these same names, but Steve McKenna and Sandy McCarthy on the first line of the Rangers was, uh, that was a time. That was a trip, yeah. Philip. That was a time in, uh, this organization's history with Dan Blackburn and, oh boy, Mike Dunham. It's just yeah. so much there. Um, Okay. Drew Way. I've officially awarded, and you know what, Drew? Fuck you, because you know I can't pronounce names. Pavel Dorfeyev with the prestigious Ty Smith Memorial Trophy, which, as everybody knows, goes to the draft prospect. I will be the most obnoxious defender of leading up to the draft. How honored do you think he is? Um, I, Drew, is one of the better prospect guys out there, along with our banter folk. Uh, I think he knows, and I think he's thrilled with it, Drew. Um, I, we, I make a point not to, because of Joe's stupid rules, um, that he rules over us with an iron fist in this, uh, this broken right. kingdom he calls King of the Blue Seven. Banter. The King of the Seven um, Kingdoms, you bitch. I, I was on the train on the way home and I, I saw your question and I, I've been keeping a close eye at the U18 Worlds and I was like, is he in Russia? But then I was looking at what he did in the MHL this year, and I was like, ooh, I can see why Drew likes him. Um, 31 points in 19 games in the MHL is pretty fucking good. Uh, definitely a guy, I know he's 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 a guy who I think generally is kind of underappreciated uh, in terms of where he's been ranked based on what he's been able to do thus far. Uh, 
I like him. I, I like that as a sexy pick. I'll, I'll put it that way. After looking into it a bit, he should be quite honored. Pavel Dorofiev. Eric Cohn. At long last, somebody has invented the Dream Recorder. This machine allows you to tape an entire evening's worth of your own dreams, which you can watch at your leisure. However, the inventor of the device will only allow you to use it if you agree to a strange caveat. When you watch your dreams, you must do so with your family and your closest friends in the same room. They get to watch your dreams along with you. If you don't do this, you can't use it. Would you still use the machine, Michael? Yep. Really? It's my family and closest friends. Why are they going to fucking judge me? Dude? I don't know. Aren't you like... Or Eric, what's wrong with you two? Aren't you like... Don't you trust people? I, I guess. Fuck. Aren't you like banging your friends in your dreams? You bang your friends in your dreams? Are you banging listen, me in your dreams, bud? Well, I mean, I'm not going to say that it hasn't happened a half dozen you to You pouring hot wax times. on a chest, Joe? Um, I have really weird dreams. Like, I, have you ever seen yourself Enrique dying Iglesias? in a dream? Yeah, I die all the time in my no, goddamn dreams. No, I'm not talking about like you die and you wake up. Like, you actually see your own dead body. Yeah, my teeth fall out, my dreams. And, okay, that's uh, incredibly strange. Have, I've seen uh, myself die a few times. Um, I don't. I have a lot of really weird dreams. I just have weird so dreams. So just say, would you? Uh, yes or no, Joe? Are they too weird? Are you self-conscious? Why would you be? Yeah, I am self-conscious. You can't control it. That's not on you. No, but like it's still that's just it's synapses your in your brain squirting off in the night. I, I guess in a way, I would have to do it for my own curiosity because I would want to know. I'd want to know. Joe, are you ashamed of having wet dreams when you were a young boy? No. Why? W- was I not ashamed or was I ashamed? No. Why were you not ashamed? I don't know. It was normal. Yeah. And they're outside of your control, just like dreams. No, I definitely wasn't ashamed because it was outside of my control. But yeah, whatever. It's I'm just well, thinking back on it logically. Why would you, you know what else is weird? I have had the same dream. Like I've had three dreams that I've had since I was a kid. The exact same dream goes back to that whole thing on the flagship where I said you have, or did I say that this show? You have three tricks. Okay. Um, I don't even <laughs> say You've hurt me in a way that I can't. Eric, I would watch it, but I You're would You're like, a, like a, a pitcher in an MLB game. I would be... Like you only have four pitches. You strangely can uncomfortable. It's the depths of my soul that you're watching. Okay? I would be fine with it, Eric. I, I, you know what? And I hope that my my closest friends and family would understand that I don't, I don't govern what what happens in my dreams i would say to them this is my subconscious uh, i think all of us have good and evil in our subconscious we have things that we can't control in our subconscious like is there lust in our subconscious is there violence of course there is Ooh, yeah you and i are going to have a conversation off mic about this because i have some i have some follow-up questions um right. that's I mean, that's a nice thing to put out into the world i'm just saying uh I'm I'm showing trust and and and, and love, and you're showing deep suspicion. Uh, I'm hey. not. I'm just saying that there are reasons to, uh, you know, there's just there's reasons that I would be hesitant. That's all. Maybe you dream about more horrible things than I do. It's I my do have really weird dreams. I do. My dreams are weird, but I don't feel guilty about them. Mm. I wouldn't be ashamed of them. I tell just, people about my weird dreams. I don't care. No, some might. Yeah, that's fine. Gray market, Joseph. Oh, okay. Oh, this is why. This isn't a good thing. Um, After expounding on how music does not elicit any emotional response from you, how do you intend to prove that you are not a robot? Robot. All right, let me me clarify this take because this caused a lot of issues. Um, I very simply meant I do not have a favorite band. 
There is no like one musician that I can point to and say they impact me on a level that nobody else does. You listen to like workout music to get to get pumped up. And, like I will listen to everything from like Taylor Swift to anything else. Saving Jane, I don't care. Sugar Cult, literally Rascal Flats. I'll listen to almost any country. Um, like modern country, not not Johnny Cash or anything like that. Believe it or not, I like Johnny Cash. Um, you know James Taylor. I'll do it all, but I, like I don't James have Taylor like too. a I don't have like a specific. Like Adam was talking about how the Beatles were his favorite. They were his favorite band, and I just don't have that experience. It's not that music doesn't make me feel things or elicit emotion. It's just I can't point and say that band. You know, makes me feel in a way that, like, any other band doesn't. It's just a blur of things. So, that's all. That's yeah, because you're a soul-sucking robot. Uh, Franklin is a robot. And Mike doesn't have to answer that question because that was directed towards me. Um, Big B. What is the point of tapioca pudding? Rice pudding is a top-tier dessert. It's mostly rice held together by pudding, rice texture, and flavor. Tapioca pudding is mostly millic toast? Vanilla pudding with a few. Why? Oh, this disappears. Sorry. With a few superfluous tapioca pearls that add nothing. I don't do pudding. Um, tapioca pudding is a million times better than rice pudding. I'm tapping out on this one. I'm tapping out of tapioca. I like tapioca pudding. I like the the texture of tapioca better than rice. I don't like rice pudding. It's not nearly sweet enough for what it is. I don't like the texture of the rice with the pudding. Stop it, okay? I'll eat it. It's fine. Rice pudding's not bad, but tapioca pudding is way better than rice pudding. Rice pudding is easily a bottom Take that rice pudding, dessert. you piece of shit. Um, like rice pudding cake? Go fuck yourself. Get out of here. Get the There's fuck out of here. There's rice pudding cake? There is. Well, pie, sounds, I guess. It's like... Um, M. D'Alessio... Not seeing a lot of Western Conference hockey. Please break break down Truba for me. Would he be a first pair guy in the Rangers? Yes, he would be a first pair guy for the Rangers. Uh, especially have, at what, uh, especially at what he would cost. Him yeah, he'd end up paying him. But yeah, he is a interesting guy. I think when he came into the league, um, I was doing some research on him recently. Like I remember his uh, his NHL draft profile was like like Adam Foot, you know, a really physical guy with a big shot. I think a lot of people expect more from Truba in terms of his offensive production, Joe. Uh, and you can step in any time and, and say if, if, if I'm mistaken. Um, but, you know, he this year he had 50 points. Um, he played in all 82 games. He missed, he missed a bunch of games last season the season before. Um, but, you know, in his, his first season, he had 10 goals um, as a rookie. And this year he had eight goals and 42 points. Uh, he was pretty quiet in the playoffs. Just had one assist. But the thing with Truba is that he is a he's a big physical right-handed D that can do a lot of like he, he produces an even strength like a top pair defenseman for the most part. Um, he does a lot of little things. In terms of offensive upside that are encouraging but he also is generally considered to just be a well-rounded you know defenseman that's been available um that's in his prime and that is why he's a player that has been kind of salivated over i think especially by uh rangers fans and those who cover the rangers because it's no secret that his relationship 
with Winnipeg and the management there has not gone well. Uh, very messy arbitration and and you know tr- settling on on a deal there, and it was not a good situation. And even before that, there were rumors, and now now that Winnipeg's out and they just kind of got embarrassed, like they got to kind of. It feels like something's going to come here with Truba, and the Rangers are one of the teams that can really fit him in and and need a guy like him and. It'll be interesting to see if something can come together, but he's he would definitely be a top pair right right side guy. Um, he's 25 now, and he'll be 26 next February. So, talking about a guy in his prime. Also, it's worth noting that like I think the media asked Truba about, hey, like, are you gonna take less of a contract, you know, AAV to make sure that the Jets have more money under the cap, and he was like, that's Chevy's job. So. Yep. Already we're talking some shit. Um, talking some shit. Josh Zarkin, final question of the day. Another Easter is coming gone, and I come away with the same conclusion. Ham stinks. Terrible take. Am I Josh. the only way that feels this way? Terrible take. Well, let me let me put it to you this way, okay? Spiraled ham, top tier. Spiraled ham. Spiraled ham. You ever spiral like a honey baked ham? That's a spiraled oh. ham. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah honey it's, it's baked ham all ham. day. Honey baked ham all day, every day. You can eat it all for day. dinner. You can make sandwiches out of it. Honey baked ham is the top. Oh, my God. Okay? Yes, there are times when honey baked ham tastes like candy to me. It's, like it's it, just... When it's sweet. Honey baked ham is where it's at, okay? That's the first That's the first thing. Uh, ham cold cuts? Mm. Absolutely the worst. Ham is disgusting as a cold cut. Here's my opinion on ham as a cold cut. It's too slimy. It can't stand on its own. It needs the support of a secondary meat. Yeah, it's not. It's not. It a needs. Good a, it needs a salami. Right. It needs something else to get it to get the job done. And I, I, I ate ham and cold cuts all the time as a kid. No, nope. I, I was ham crazy as a boy. Crazy on ham. I don't. I just definitely He's going ham for it. Not for me, okay? I like ham, though. I love ham. Ham is great. I don't great. understand the hate on ham. There, if you... Spiraled ham is great. There's a place upstate where my wife's grandparents live that does spiraled ham cold cuts. I will make an exception for that. Cappy ham, I'll make an exception for that as a cold cut, but like regular deluxe boar's head ham, nope, out. Well, thank you all for listening. Um, this was fun. And, I'd eat uh, ham before I'd eat lamb. I'll say that. Don't like lamb. Oh, it's interesting. Mike's just out here making demands. Uh, we love you all, and um, yeah, thanks for listening, folks. Thanks for listening. Remember to send in questions for next week. Yeah, and, leave five uh, stars. Give us the old uh, subscription on iTunes, and uh, we'll take it from there. A subscription iTunes, and maybe uh, tell Joe to come up with some new ideas to open shows. I hate you. <laughs>